Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Perspective Discussions, Love Life Relationship Podcast. Uh, today, we're doing something a little bit different. We're having the guys talk today. So, I do have here, um, you know, three other guys here besides myself. Again, this is your boy, Zach. And I have here um, some other guys, like I said before. All right. My yeah, Paul. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm Paul. I'm 37 years old, married nine and a half years. Okay. Got two kids, seven and six, boy and a girl. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice introduction, sir. Right. I don't think I can actually compete with that though. But I'm. Oh, we ain't in competition. You know, I definitely can't. I'm just. I'm gonna just shoot my shot. You know yeah, when it comes yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. You know, my name is Drew. Okay. You know, I'm 39 years old now. I just made 39. Oh, congratulations! Happy mm-hmm. birthday. Thank you. Appreciate. Birthday. Appreciate. Right. Halloween. Halloween baby. Oh, nice. Born the best day. Best day. Well, my name is Lily Lil. Um, I'm not going to share my age because, I mean, my life is limitless and timeless. So, I'm just here nice. again to share some great words with these wonderful people. Yeah, I'm going to use that one day. Like, how old are you? My age is limitless and timeless. They're going to be like, you just old. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. You don't know. Right. Right, right. Look young. Exactly. Say, exactly. People say I got an old limitless. soul. I could be 50. Could That's be facts. 22. That's true. Facts. I also a child at heart. All right. So, we're going to present the first question here. Uh, does age difference matter, and when does it become a predatory? Mm. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is a perfect. All right. Yes. Because <laughs> this is like an ongoing conversation, right? So, does age difference matter, or does it become predatory? I feel like age difference matters for men once we hit up until we have once we hit thirty. Yeah. So once we hit thirty, I feel like. You shouldn't be talking to anybody under 27. Because, I mean, if we've all been in our 20s, and we all remember when you was 21, you was full of shit. 22, you was full of shit still. 25, you was like, yeah, I still like being full of shit, but I'm working on something here. Yeah. 27, you're like, all right, I kind of got some direction. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like to be a 30-year-old and be like, yeah, my girlfriend's fucking 21. Your girlfriend wants to take shots and suck dick in the bathroom, my friend. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like, what type of life are we looking for to have here? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, uh, like, for me, it's always like a, I'll say like a seven-year scale. It's so like, I'm 29 now. Like, the furthest I go back will probably be like 24, 23. Even then, it depends on the mentality. Like, if, if, I, if I go beyond that, it definitely has to be with the mentality. See, but I feel like as a man, if you're an older man and you're looking for a younger woman, it becomes predatory because everyone knows when you're younger in your early 20s, you're still learning a lot. You're still molding. You're still changing. You know, what do I, what does a woman that is 21 dating a 29 year old have to really offer them? Because I'm still learning on my own. Now you have this grown man who's like, hmm, I have to offer you my life experience and kind of mold you how I want you to be mm-hmm. versus getting someone that's, ooh, 30, she has her own mindset, she kind of knows what she wants, knows how she wants to do this. Now the goal here now is instead of trying to mold you, it's more to compromise and merge ideas. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of men don't know how to do that because it's my way or no way. Yeah, so I was when they just meet about that, to get into that particular part because it's, it's guys, that, it's women that way also. Yeah, very much so. To, yeah. Oh, well... Most men and women, they don't see it my way, so therefore, let me get someone younger. Therefore, I can mold them. I can actually teach them my way or just, you know, just like you just said, from your experiences, bring it on to them. But then ask yourself, are you looking to be someone's father or are you looking for a companion? But for me, it's not even that. It's the fact that, that's why I say it depends on, like, your situation and your mindset. Mm -hmm. Mm Because me, I like for my, I know every man says, but I'm for real about it. 
I like my woman to be independent. Yeah, like she, and at the end of the day, no matter what age you are, whether she's older or younger, because I date older women too, at the end of the day, like we're both going to learn from each other. Right. Like, because you may, that, that 22, 23 year old may have went through something that I didn't went through when mm-hmm. I was younger. And right. she could probably teach me something. Same, the same, uh, same with me to her. Like, as long as y'all pour into each other, like, that's what I, that's what I look for. I believe predatory is a two way street, man. Yeah. From, from a young woman that's 20, Dating a 40-year-old, that guy's thinking all of this, he has his plans and stuff like that, and she's just trying to get to the bag, and he's prey. Right. You got to think of it as a two-way street. But yeah. personally, me, I only would date women that would be four years younger than me, okay. a couple years older than me, but mm-hmm. I'm, I agree with the law. 18, yeah, it's legal. Yeah. You know, I let people be doing do their own thing. You know Because that 18-year-old and that 40-year-old, they got great chemistry. Well, then, but then... They got excellent chemistry. See, but then you have the action. So if you don't mind if I get a little personal with you. What's up? You got children, right? I got children. How would you feel if your 18-year-old daughter, 18, walked in the crib with a man your age? Somebody, probably your friend, and was like, yeah, I'm knocking these yeah. boots. You know, how would you How would you take that? You know, would you be like, hey, what the fuck? I'm teaching my daughter not to be the prey. Well, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying you're teaching your daughter that, but how would you feel if it happened, though? Yeah. Like, how, what would be your mindset if that, this is what that, this is what your daughter brought home? Daddy, this is fucking Robert. Robert is 57. <laughs> He's right. a fucking and you would just financial advisor. The other day. And you like, damn, I just had a meeting with Robert trying to get into my fight. This motherfucking tap motherfucker. Exactly. I mean, like I said, I'm teaching my daughter how to not be the prey. So, if he, if Robert is giving my daughter what she needs at forty, trust me, Robert getting finesse. I ain't even gonna lie to you. You know what I'm saying? Because if that's my daughter, Robert getting finesse, bro. At forty, Robert gonna be broke, real so. But I mean, isn't that what like a lot of older men who date women who are that young? Isn't that what they're looking for? Just to have a sugar baby? I mean, I don't know. That's how it seems I, to I me personally. Like, it's like that's what their arrangement is. That's their contract. They're both cool with it. Yeah, to each his own. That's the way I live. That's the way I live, bro. Yeah. Even if it's my own family. I don't know. See? Actually, okay. This isn't isn't on the docket, but screw it. How would y'all two feel about that? What? How do you present? Like, if your daughter just came in, was like, yo, I'm 18. This dude's like 67. (laughs) No, as a a man and as a quote-unquote a father that I am not... As a father that I am not, I would feel some type of way and look at myself because what yeah. is this grown ass man who's old enough to be her father mm-hmm. doing for her that she couldn't get from me? And let's not just put it, oh, he's giving her sex. He can get sex from a bunch of young niggas. What are you specifically doing that she needed to date your old ass? Yeah. Okay. She got to have a value. You know, it ain't just, you know, what I see what he wants from her more, you know, yeah. because I, bit, I still value. In my daughter, like he, she's my daughter's making his business better. I need to check and see, no matter what age he is, that he doesn't just look at my daughter for sex mm-hmm. or look at her for for those reasons. I, you know, women, when we can't forget the values that women have, other than that, you know, we we think that way sometimes, but there's more to the that they bring to the table than that. You know what I mean? So, but but a, but a grown grown man, an established man. And a young twenty-year-old woman, what are what are you really bringing to the table? Like when I was, when I okay, prime example, when I was in high school, even starting off in college, I used to hate 
running into the girls, and they would always be like, I don't date guys my age. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why can't you date me? We're both 16. My boyfriend's 24. He got a car. He got a job. Okay, he got a car. He got a job. Okay, well, what are you doing? You know, what makes you deserving of this car and this job, too? Yeah. You know, so then it just brings you back to that whole sexual realm. What else can you provide for that older man? You you can't, what, mind-stimulating conversation? How much life experience do you have to give that mind-stimulating conversation? You just said 37, right? Yeah, 37. You, how many, tw- would you go sit in a room with women that are 21 years old and have a conversation with all of them and think this conversation is going to go well? I mean, there would be different conversations. My six-year-old daughter has a business right now, so it's different. You know what I mean? It's different. What am I going about life right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a certain way now. It's different, bro. Every woman is different. Six years old. Wow. Yeah. What's yeah, exactly. she doing? Selling lemonade? Nah, man. She, she makes jewelry, bro. Oh, for real? And sells them. Like, she's doing the Zoom meetings, and she's just, like, flashing it in the Zoom meetings. Her teacher's buying stuff. Like, she... Congrats. Dude, what is Robert like, bringing? The dude, you know, what is the guy bringing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My daughter's going to be at 18. She's going to be different. Well, right, see, right, 18, your daughter wouldn't good. have to worry about, again, like you said, right. setting her up. She wouldn't probably be in that predicament. No, right. she, you know, she, wouldn't be, she, be, she wouldn't be dependent. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what You think about that now. Like, mm-hmm. Now she gets 18, she's going to be a beast. Exactly. Even more so when she's like 25, 30. She, she's going to definitely look at check the, on her, the opposite I, sense, I like, what not. can they bring to the table instead right. of, oh, what can I get from this person? Right. She already has it. Because she already, I, I got money, I got a car, I got a house. Like, what can you bring? And you know we have to saying? always, we have to change that conversation too, that what can you bring to the table conversation. I think that conversation is a little, I don't know the word, but I think it's a stupid conversation. What can you bring yeah. to the table? Eating a dead horse. Yeah, because it's like, well, why am I really, am I dating you to get a service out of you? Or am I dating you because I genuinely like you? Well, the thing is with that conversation is the fact that relationships, and I know it's different for everybody, but it's supposed to be 50-50. Right, but a lot of people are looking for tangibles to bring to the table. Yeah, they look for tangibles, but it's like, you know, are you bringing intelligence? Like, are you bringing any kind of skills? Like, are you actually going to help me? With the family, things of that nature. Right, like those are non-tangibles, though. Most people right. are thinking about money. You know, what is your finances like? What is your life like? Oh, yeah. you driving cars. You already got a crib. You got some stuff saved up. Oh, yeah. that's bringing the table. This is gonna go great with my stuff. Instead of saying, I genuinely like this person. I can put you on game, mm-hmm. and we can combine our stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying get played. You know, because some people feel like, oh, I don't want to want to play me and everything. But then we have to also realize how we are moving. Yeah, you and know? I mean when. I'll say this and like move on. Like when I say what you're bringing to the table, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Like not the financial car and stuff, because I know you live in Chicago and things are hard. And not everyone has a good job. So I'm like, look, where's your mind is at? Where's your mind at? What can we do? How can we help each other? I think there's a difference. There's a difference by saying, what can you bring to the table versus what can you do for me? Mm. Okay. I like that. Yeah, because what can you do for me sounds a bit selfish. Exactly. Yeah. But you got a lot of people out here with that mindset, as yeah. in, what can you do for me in order for me to get into this relationship with you? Right. What can I mm-hmm. benefit off of that? Right. True. I've never asked that question in a good relationship. Yeah. I just bring what I'm bringing to the table, and asking that question, you're going to get a commercial. What do you bring to the table? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I work for NASA for 10. You get these people going to lie to you. A, a, a commercial or an interview. Exactly. You know the interview person it's is different exactly. than the real person. All right. So to go ahead and move forward, do body count matter? No. Okay. 
it matters, but um, it 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 could be good or bad. Um, either way, a high number can be good and bad, and a low number can be good and bad. Well, why does it matter to you? Right. It matters to me because of that particular person. If they have a high num- number count, right. And say, for instance, they get with someone that's lower, they can actually feel like, oh, I can dominate this person because he's not experienced. I don't to think me, that. It sounds more like an ego some, situation on your behalf. Some people think that way, though. Yeah, I'm, not saying, that I'm way. not saying I do, or I'm not saying that the person that, you know, I, I, I'm actually trying to get where it's like that, but you do have people that, you know, have that mindset. I guess I'm a perfect, then dominate me. <laughs> <laughs> For me, like, it doesn't matter. Like, as long as you're careful doing what you was doing before you met me. Like, don't be uh, doing so every, Don't be doing everybody wrong. That's all I ask. Be careful. <laughs> Black face though. Some stuff, you know. That's what I mean though, because I'm like, look, I don't care about the body count. See, but you didn't like, ask about the body count. We asked about the body count. We asked about how many people I put my wrong meat in. <laughs> I'm just asking, I'm just saying, look, be careful what you do. Don't put your mouth on the wrong thing. See. Don't don't put it inside you. I know some women who are very careful about what they put inside themselves. That's very true, but then, but then we can't also determine how someone lived their life, you know. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, what if you found somebody that was very, I guess we can call it promiscuous. They had fun. They didn't care. They lived life, and then they woke up next week and they were like, "Fuck it, I am deciding to go the religious route and mm-hmm. find one man and be clean." <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm one saying? More. So, yeah. but when when she find when they find that man, should they judge them and be like, "Oh, well, he was out here bopping it," yeah. you know, back in the day versus you living how I would want my woman to live, not me particularly, but that man. Yeah. I mean, I look at it as a two-way street because, you know, you hear about men like, yeah, before I changed my ways, I was sleeping like 20 women a day or something like that. You know what I mean? And then, like, the women do it, I'll admit, like, it's looked down upon a little bit. But to me, first, I just don't care. I'm like, look, as long as you was careful, as long as, like, you know, this is about us, I don't care what you did in your past. I don't need it, but you gotta, after the, the bar goes up in age, you gotta start having a little experience. I have a friend yeah. now, uh, what is she, 32? You know, she's dating one of my other friends. Mm-hmm. And he came back to me and he was just like, man, you should surprise. She is not experienced. And I'm just like, not experienced? Well, a lot of people aren't. They aren't, mm-hmm. but then. They're not. But see, then we have to, we have to stop trying to fault women for having higher body counts, considering that men are also not doing their part. I also mm-hmm. know a lot of women that, to this day, to this day, like today, they're like, they never came. And I'm like, never came? What do you mean you've never had an orgasm? My friend is 32. She literally said she had her first orgasm at 31. I was like, you've been having sex since you were 16? And you never knew what the big O was? Like, hmm. First off, brothers, gotta do better. Second off, I can't fall. She's only had five partners. I'm like, you had these five losers? I mean, of course you don't never... Felt what it's like to have a good orgasm, but that's because yeah. she kept her body count down. That's something that she also prides herself in. She's like, oh, I don't believe in mess with everybody. And I'm not saying mess with everybody, but yeah. here you are now, 32, and you're just now experiencing what an orgasm feels like. And then my friend she messes with is also three years, four years younger than her. Okay. You know, so she had to dibble and dabble a little bit and try something new. I'm just, I don't know. I don't think you should. 
fault people. I'm not saying go outside and date a former prostitute. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whose whole in, insides are just messed up. But I don't yeah. think it should be an issue. Honestly, truth be, truth be told, why is that a question? That's just what we should be asking. Why do we care? I don't know. Okay. Maybe points. I'm just, I'm just saying. This. I'm just saying. Why do we care? Let me approach you with this situation, yeah. though. So, say for instance, if uh, you get with a woman, you all, you know, didn't really discuss, um, you know, body counts or anything like that, and the relationship is going fine. But now, like when you talk to your friends or you just talk to random guys around, uh, you know, around the way. And they be like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I hit that before, so I know exactly how you feel. And you come, you come across <laughs> a variety of men that says, oh, yeah, I've been yeah. with that, so I already know. So how would you feel about your woman then? I'm not going to feel the type of way. I'm going to still love her the same, and that's up to me as the man of my relationship to put these men in their place. Like, hey, bro, yeah. I filled you. I'm glad you had fun. And, yeah, that shit is lit, but we're going to leave it at that, yeah. and she's going to mean it. Yeah. You know, so you got to put your foot down and not allow nobody to make you feel small. Because that's all mm-hmm. it is. It comes down to an ego thing. You know, you're talking to somebody that's been cheated on and they still with their woman. Just like, damn. You fucking another nigga. Like, oh, I'm going to fucking cry in the room. And think about it. But I, I was just like, why are you really butthurt for? Because you was fucking cheating too. How you think she felt? You exactly. giving out raw dick, she giving out raw pussy. I guess we get the same damn vote. But what if you wasn't cheating and she was? I don't know. I wasn't in that. I, I was doing dirt. So when it got done to me, I had to be real with myself. Like that's you know? maturity, bro. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, and you know your self worth. I can tell. Oh, no, no, I know. You know your self worth, bro. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, damn, she evil as hell, but I fucked up her, so it's fair. But I also don't believe in being spiteful, people. So don't be spiteful. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So next question. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's see, how being raised in, so it's about mommy-daddy issues. How being raised in certain households affects a person positively or negatively. I love it. Uh, got some sub-points here. How women raise their daughters or call their sons. Two-parents households are more balanced. Mothers in competition with daughters. Generational trauma. So I think that what they're getting at here is the fact that how, when it comes to like uh, men and women, how diff- what's the difference between how we're raised? What's the difference? Yeah. That's a very broad question. Um, what's the difference? Because it's like, let's say, for example, you know, you have a boy and a girl, right? Okay. And, Paul, I'm sure you can relate to this. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll ask you. Have you seen, like, how people treat your daughter compared to your son and vice versa? Oh, like, yeah, what's man. your experience with that? So, my kids are 13 months apart. So, yeah. it's like, I'm seeing the world of difference in perspectives on my son and my daughter like the way you're asking the way they treat my daughter yeah how other people treat your daughter compared to your son or vice versa very giving very like Uh anything she asks for is is very it comes to her easy and we you know myself included very tough on my son okay you know what i'm saying and every you know everything my son says you know they're questioning and you know, it's it's totally different. My daughter can pull the cute face and get whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. That's just, I mean, that's the reality. And we try our best not to be that way, but we still are like that. And I think that's just like based off how society mm-hmm. treats the different genders. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, with guys are supposed to be the providers, supposed to be there like the leaders of the household, supposed to be rough and tough. You know what I'm saying? Some people treat, uh, raise up their sons not to really have a, have emotions. That's what society tells you, you can't cry. All this, that, and the third, and then for women, you know, 
again, it's going to be the receivers. Well, supposed to take care of the house, but again, I don't know if that's being taught anymore or, you know, depends on right. what you're presenting. Um, it seems like society and how people treat kids or raise up their kids, they shouldn't be in these roles, stripping in these roles. Um, well, also, I, well, it's funny you say this. I just was explaining it. Well, had a small theory. Um, uh-huh. There's a shift in how we date nowadays. Though. Yeah. There's a big shift. You know, back in the day, it was more of a service-based dating. You know, just how they teach us how man found fire and oh, fire. And then yeah, the woman was like, oh, well, if you go get that damn lion, I'll cook it. And he had to go do the dirty work. But now we're in a time where it's like, we don't have to do the dirty work because she has her own money. I have my own money. Yeah. You know, so it brings us back to that. What can we do for each other that are non-tangibles, though? And as far as growing up, um, one more time, repeat the question. So it wasn't really a question, but it was more like just like a point that we're bringing up. How does it affect? Like how how do you, how have you seen like people treat like sons and daughters, like in compare and contrast with each other? Um, I do feel like there is a double standard. I have five siblings, so I have what is that three, three sisters, two brothers. Um, I definitely had the talk with my father when my sister started college. He was just like, oh, your sister's going. You got to look out for her. Yeah. You don't want the guys. You got to be the protector. Right. And I gave it to him straight and shot. And he looked at me. I'm like, you talking to a nigga that is still actively in college. And I'm going to be honest with you. My conversation with her is going to be plain, sweet, and simple. Don't do it on cameras. Be safe and be smart. <laughs> I mean, it's something like, keep it. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat double standard yeah. with her not acting like I'm not in college getting my freak on. You know, she, you know, honestly, I'll tell anybody in the world, college is the easiest place to get laid. I don't care. If you go to college and get laid, you weren't, you just didn't want to be laid. Like, you can, <laughs> you can walk through the door and get laid. I have a friend, he literally had a threesome with two girls he didn't know because they were, came to his room looking for somebody. So, yeah, I'm not going to lie to my sisters and be like, oh, no, sit here, cross your legs all day, wait for the perfect guy. No, get out here and get it. Bro, I went to the bra, I had no choice. To not get ass or? <laughs> the bra is like full of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> The bride's like full of dudes. And I was out in Addison, so you know, it's barely anything out there. Well, I mean, I'm not talking about like a school like that. I mean, more of a university base. Like, I mean, I'm sure we've all been, you've all went with your friends to different universities. Yeah. Like, Damn, these girls are just living their life. Like, they are free. You're going to meet, you want to drink. Two minutes later, you're in the back and you're like, I don't even know her name. You know, I've heard stories from some of my friends from different schools, and I'm like, Wrong school. Right, so that's how I feel. Like, I tell someone present a story. I'm like, hey, why is up your bride again? I just got a lot of data, no experience. Yeah, sounds hey. like a lot of people at school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how they got sued. Anyway, but anyway, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a bad double standard, and I definitely yeah. do see it happening. But I mean, I, me personally, I like I always tell my girlfriend to this day when I have my daughter. You know, I'm going to shield her to as much as I believe she should be shielded to, but I'm also going to keep it raw and cutthroat. Yeah. That's how I was also raised. Like, mm-hmm. when I wasn't sugarcoating it with me, you know, she wasn't telling me that women were going to be all sweet and lovey dovey. Yeah. Like, even to this day, I call mom and she'd be like, I told you these hoes ain't shit. And I'd be like, mom, what do you mean? <laughs> mom, these women are great. Now, fuck these bitches. You, you're out there ticking off on these hoes. And I'm like, no, mom, she's a sweet girl. No, you can't trust her. And I'm like, this comes from a woman. You know, like, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but no, I love my mom. Yeah. Mom's great. Yeah, that's how, that's how I'm going to be with my children, like, boy or girl. Like, I mean, I won't lie, like, with with the girl, 
I'll treat her like slightly differently, meaning that like I'm gonna teach her like how to defend herself, yeah. fight, like where to go, where not to go. Look, just be straightforward with like, look, niggas trying to look for these, but they're trying to sleep with you. Yes, I mean, be, you protect inform, yourself. it comes down to informing your kids. A lot of yeah. people spend too much time trying to shield their kids from the world instead of being like, one mm-hmm. day my kid is going to be in the world. Yeah. And I'm going mm-hmm. to be dead. Yeah. People need to realize as a parent, it's not your job to always protect your child. It's your job to prepare your kid for the world. Make sure they are ready. Yeah. And they're, they're going to see and pick up stuff. You're going to, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, let's there's no shielding. Let's you know. be 100. I, where are you guys are a little bit older than me. I seen my first porn away in second grade. Yeah. I'm, I'm yes. sure mom was like, I don't want my son to see this. But one day I was in the house. Yeah. Like, oh, what's this tape? Right. Oh, my God. This is crazy. <laughs> Who's listening? No one's listening. I'm going to keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, even when I asked my girlfriend, she just like, she seen her first porno in third grade. So I'm like, it's only yeah. so much hiding and lying. Yeah. Especially in the day that we're in now with technology and phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These kids have whatever they want. You type in tit, they're going to get a tit. Mm-hmm. And like, oh. mm-hmm. It's no purpose. Don't lie to your sons and be like, oh, yeah. vagina is this where the, the bird comes the in and brings the baby. No, yeah. damn it. And even <laughs> if you tell a child, don't do something that's going to build curiosity, yeah. it's then going to yeah. do the opposite. Yeah. It even does that with adults. Like, you tell an adult not to do something, and then now they're probably thinking, like, I don't know. Do it. Right. Oh, why they don't want it. me to do this? Right. Exactly. It's gonna build more curiosity. Like right. I need to see why they don't want me to do this. So that's why I'm gonna do it. Well, right. as a parent, you should also understand your kids. Yeah. You know, some some kids they're just like I have a sister. You can tell her. You can tell her the sky's blue. You can take her on a NASA trip and show her the sky's blue from the moon, and she's still gonna be like, "Fuck this! I don't believe the sky's blue until I go figure this out myself." Yeah. And then somehow she's missing a hand, but now she's gonna be like, "Man, the sky is blue." I ain't got a fucking hand. Oh, come on. <laughs> I kind of wonder what happened now. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's just my sister. But so, yeah. but that also, but that, my dad, he knows his kids. Okay. You know, he knows, he, talking to her, talking to a damn wall. Look, I told you twice, you know, you know, you want to lose yeah. your fucking hand, you lose your fucking hand. And that's the thing, too, that parents <laughs> have to understand. This is what my parents went through with me. Um, I want to shout out to my parents because they're great. But it's like, you have to recognize when your kids are adults. And my dad told me the other day, like, when I was looking for apartments and whatnot, that, like, dang, you growing up before my eyes. I remember when you was just came out your mom. And, like, we named you and everything. Now you, like, 29. I'm like, dang, you on your own. You know, right. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, unless, like, you actually have that talk with your kids or be around your kids when they're at that age, you know, yeah. you won't recognize that, like, they're grown at this point. That famous phrase, they're always going to be my baby. Yeah. I mean, it's true. We're always going to yeah. be their baby, but they also need to know, parents need to know when it's time to just Let keep it on. Like, yeah. so I was put out at 17. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, oh, I'll be mad at my mom. And, and at first I was like, I was mad when I was younger, but I grew up and tried to understand and just try to process a little bit more. I'm like, maybe she just didn't know how to get me out the house. And she even said it. She was like, well, she was like, you probably would fucking stay there if I wouldn't have said nothing. She was like, instead, we argued, and I was like, fuck it, get the fuck out. You see, you never came back. I was like, hell no, because you put me out three times. Fool me once. Right. Right, right, right. Look how much you learn, though, man. The experience is like, it's It'll help you, because it's like, again, maybe some parents don't know. Because I hear that story, too. Like, my parents just kicked me out as soon as I turned 18. And I'm like, I can never imagine that, because my mom, she didn't do that. She let me go to school first. And, you know, she just taught me a few things, and I was handed over to my dad, and it's like, oh, you taught me what you taught me, and taught me how to play. Mom lied to me, sent me off to the left. She was <laughs> like, you can go to school. 
I'm gonna take care of you, hold it down, pay your phone bill two weeks yeah. in the school. She was like, Your phone bill's due in two weeks, I don't know who's gonna pay it. I'm like, the fuck do you mean who's gonna pay it? Nah, she looked at that phone, but she's like, damn, it's expensive. You know what I'm saying? This much money, if I take them off. Exactly. Before you know it, I was flipping burgers in school. And then two months later, she was like, you need to get the fuck out. I was like, damn, you're so harsh with it. That's life. After that, before I blinked, had a car. There you go. Had hidden money. I had a car. She, it helped me see that I could do this on my own and know yeah. I don't want to come back because you're exactly. crazy, but I love you. I'll see you on the next And that's good for us, too. <laughs> like, we have to realize right. that, like, we could do it on our own as well. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, a lot of us have the knowledge for it, like, when we live with our parents because we see them do it. And then, you know, we start, they start slowly give us bills. Like, some people I know started paying the phone bill, like, at 16, for example. See, that, that's a different conversation. I think yeah. that's weird. Because I, I had friends that I felt like they were paying bills in their parents' house, mm-hmm. and I just didn't feel like that was right. Really? I don't. I don't. Like under eighteen or over? Or under eighteen. Under eighteen. My okay. friend was paying the cable bill and their phone bill. Well, part of their phone bill. And granted, yes, the whole family was on this family plan, yeah. and we all worked together and stuff. But I don't think you should fault your kids and make them have to work to take care of this family that you as you a built, parent. Huh? Yes, you built. I'm I- sorry. I think like when you get to that age of six, and we can talk about this for at least a few more minutes. Um, I think when you get to at least like sixteen, that's when you have to start learning that yo bills are real. Bills are real. So right? it's like I'm not gonna have you pay the whole two hundred something dollar phone bill. Right. Like, it's about the principal. Right. Maybe just like your line. Because again, I used to work in a major ISP, and people used to have like whole families on their phone plan, and everyone just paid like their own line. Like I would do at least that because the line is like depending on where you at, sixty dollars at that. See, but then I think that's bullshit because at one point she didn't want to pay the phone bill, and she's like, I don't need a phone. But then I mean, it was yeah, an issue, like, and they'd be like, No, yeah. you need a phone. You're gonna force me to spend money that I don't want to spend. So no, you gotta get to take care of this situation. Well, yeah, that situation, like I would do my kids like that, like like switch it up two weeks later. But I'm just saying, like at sixteen, I was telling like, Look, you gotta get a job. Get your money, figure out how that is, and maybe three months down the line, I'll say, okay, you need sixty dollars every month for the phone bill. That's it. Like I mean, you still my child. There's I no clear cut answer. To each his own. Yeah. There's no clear cut answer. There's some kids that need that lesson, yeah. and there's some kids that don't need the lesson. There's no clear cut answer, in my opinion. See, but I also maybe I don't have enough information on it, but I see. I also feel like white fan, white American families don't do that to their kids. Some of their kids live in their goddamn house. To their dome school, grad school, and they pop out and they're like, I bought a house. I've never had an apartment, never did the starting thing. Can yeah. my parents let me stay here and yeah. charge me $200 for rent mm-hmm. while I was 28? You know, black, I feel like black kids don't get that luxury. We're already taught to be adults from goddamn day one. Yeah. You know, whether it's taking care of our siblings at a young age, mm-hmm. we're learning how to cook and feed them. I feel like white kids have the luxury to just grow up. And then eventually see what life is like. Black kids, it's like, yeah, no, nah, you know what life is like today. But every every decision is a catch twenty two. I don't mean to cut you off. Every decision is a catch twenty two. They grow up privileged like that, and they expect the privilege. Not everybody is going to. Um, not everybody is going to let them be privileged. You know, if you fall for the if, if if I'm in line with a white person, and he's like, oh man, I, I'm going first. I don't have to just like be like, yeah, go ahead, bro, and give yeah. them that privilege. Right. Yeah. In real life, I'm gonna be like, bro, step step to my. I don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't have to go with that. And a lot of people do go with that, and they call that white privilege and all this. You know, I don't know much much more about that than that. Yeah. But I don't. I think that you're actually hurting 
a child doing that, privileging them and uh, letting them get away with certain things and just like giving them everything because you have to learn about earning eventually. Mm-hmm. You do, but why not? Why not set them up for, in that position? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like you know, white kids again, 16. Most of them get cars. Boom. You yeah. got a car. You hit 18. Look, I told you about the oil, the gas. You're on your own from there. You mm-hmm. know, my sister when she got her car, she had a panic attack when it was time to have it on your own. But granted, my dad still stepped in and was like, "Let me help yeah. you this." This time. Yeah, as long as you like, step you know, in, like, if they get in a panic attack or if they're unsure of themselves, step in a little bit and teach them a lesson. Um, oh, you want to say? No, I was just going to say my mom actually took a different approach when it came to, you know, the bills and everything in order to get me set up to acknowledge, you know, like you said, that bills are real. Yeah. She actually set me up to, ha- to say, oh, well, here's an actual bill. Mm-hmm. Here's the money. Yeah. You need to go pay it. So right. she got me in the motion to see yeah. how to actually pay it. Proof them into it. Right. That's Instead, what I'm getting at. Like, like there's an introduction it. before yeah. just, just to say, oh, well, here you go. Right. Like that you on your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I thought that was a, a real good plan of how, how my yeah. mother did it. And it, it made me more responsible, you yeah. know. I really acknowledged the, the whole term of earn your keep. You know, and I try to teach that to other people now, and they just like, well, what is that, or why, or they feel like you just said entitled. Yeah. True. Well, my mother made me pay for my luxuries. Yeah. So, like, I remember I wanted the Xbox, and she was like, Xbox, you know, nigga, this $300. Right. <laughs> you know, so she was like, what, what are you going to do with this Xbox? And I was like, all right, you know, I'm sorry, it wasn't Xbox, it was PlayStation 3. I had an Xbox. She was like, look. You need to give me this amount of money and I'll get PlayStation 3 because it was $500. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I got rid of the Xbox, traded it in, came back, and I'm like, look, man, I got a buck fifty. You know, let's talk now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so I had to pay for my luxury. So, like, all them yeah. snacks and you want to go to the movies. I tell my girlfriend, like, look, I'm shot. I'm sitting in the house tonight. Ain't no movies. No, no. Yeah, none of that cute stuff. So, I think paying for the luxuries is different, but, like, stuff like paying the phone bill and the cable bill, no. Again, you built this family. This is the life that you wanted. So you, as a parent, need to take care of that. Is that uh, in the house phone or like, or you talking phone. about that your cell phone? phone? Yeah. Don't nobody got a damn house phone anymore. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. There is a difference. There That's a all I'm saying. I don't remember if they had a house phone, but I know they were on a family plan cell phone. And I know she, I, I remember Bill used to be like two something. She used to have issues. So they had a whole bill, not like their line. That was her bill. That was the whole bill? Your bill. Pay for this. Oh. I'm just talking about the line. Oh, I don't care about the There wasn't no line. She paid hey. for this day. She's like, yeah. So that's $200 for bill. the whole family yeah. that's put on the Mom, actual... dad, brother phone, and your phone. Damn. Maybe the cats had a phone. I don't know. So I would just be like, why y'all bills so damn high? AT&T. <laughs> I mean, they had T-Mobile at the time. This is oh. like... Oh, that's back when it probably was like. Yeah, you know, still seven o'clock. Day. You know, call me at the seven. Yeah, call me at the seven. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some people still it's got a lesson that. in that, though, man. Because then is. she can know what she brings to the table to her family. I, mean, I she, say this bill. She this can is manage my job. My hit the table. Yeah. But yeah. But um, to move forward a little bit here, so representation says here: Have we allowed media and stereotype to tell us who we are and how we should act as a culture? Some. Not all. Too many. Too many. Too many. Too many people do it. So, yeah. It's, it's so it's so vague when they say, you know, you're not acting black. It's like, I know a black I person. I hate that. I'm not going to lie. You know, you're that. not acting black. or you. It's so many different type of black people. Like, right. my pops is 
a strong black man and he is yeah. a male man. Then you got the dude down the street who smoked, drink. Then mm-hmm. it's like, come on, bro. We all black men. We all, you know, different. Like, we, we all nerdy. They, y'all yeah. hood. Like, hood. we all are in between. When it comes to material things, that's, I mean, that's a strong suit when it comes to that. Because uh-huh. most people are like, oh, well, that's not in style. Why are you still wearing that? Or that's not name brand. Gotta ignore so, ignorance, bro. I was gonna say that's just that's just ignorance. You gotta live in your own life. But I'm just saying it is controversial though. <laughs> hey man. A lot of people are highly influenced by that by saying, yeah, Oh, well this people. is not name brand, so I'm not gonna buy that. Yeah, but or that's you. not in style, so I'm not gonna buy that either. See, shout outs to um, Theo. I know I keep saying this, but that man has a style like that's like between the nineties <laughs> and early two thousands, bro. And but he still looks good. Like I None of this stuff look like it's name brand, but it doesn't matter as long as you nice, look nice and neat. I like, like that's me. Like, I don't get name brand stuff, but if you look nice and neat, it doesn't even matter. And again, Theo got like one hell of a style. I tell him that all the time. We always come in like he just time traveled from like the early 2000s. Like, bruh. See, name brands, that's a, that's a weird subject for me because. Yeah. Prime example, okay, so my mom didn't buy George when I was a kid. Never had George. Now, first pair of George at 18. You know, and she's always telling me, you want some Jordan, you buy them shit yourself. I, that's what I did. My third, very first check, $194, I spent $164 on goddamn Jordans. Yeah. And some socks to walk out the store with. <laughs> <laughs> but, lesson learned. No, it wasn't a lesson. That shit was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that was my birthday. That's the lesson. <laughs> you know, okay, it's your birthday. We'll let that pass. I still would have bought it. It wasn't my birthday, though. Okay, that's the okay. lesson. I wanted those shoes. Now, as far as, as, far as the brands go... Cause I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm like a name brand junkie, but I do like quality things. I mean, yeah, exactly. this hat that I'm holding—if you want to be factual—I actually like this hat. Yeah, I've got a lot of compliments on it. Okay. Bitch came from the gas station in Riverdale for four fifty. It's cotton. Like these glasses, like I don't know what the name is. I don't think it's even a real name brand. So I just got off Amazon, and yeah, I get compliments from it all the time. Literally, a dude on a train wanted to buy these from me. You should have sold them. I should have sold them. I wasn't thinking. I was like, damn, I look too good in these glasses. That was my narcissism. I think yeah. reflecting. I think name brand in the black community comes from our parents, though. We try to use that as a way to shield the children. You know, mm. what do you mean? elaborate. Um, as oh, so wait, okay. So this is great. So me growing up again, my mom didn't buy all those name brand stuff. She did the necessities. The, mm-hmm. You got clothes. They're clean. They're new. You know what I'm saying, etc. I remember I was it. Fourth grade, maybe fourth grade. We were having a um, an apparel switch. Okay. You know, we were leaving the Fubu alone. We were moving <laughs> our way to Rockaware and the Nietzsche and stuff like that. Moms went to AJ Wright. I don't know if y'all remember AJ yeah, Wright. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying AJ Wright got me all the Fubu Fat Albert you can fucking find. Oh yeah, <laughs> Fubu Fat Albert. What was it? Lot Seven or something. All that stuff. Yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Had it. You know, and I'm just like, man. Mom, you're sending me to school, and I'm like, I, I'm gonna wear these clothes to school and get talked about, or I don't have nothing to wear. So I was those clothes to school, and I truth be told, I kind of feel like it kind of shaped me to be a better person. Yeah. Because even though kids were being mean, they let me see like, oh, mm-hmm. you're really a piece of shit. You're a jackass. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're a jackass. And well, I guess I'm kind of happy that my mom don't suck dick for Jordans. You know, <laughs> I mean, because truth be told, it, some of the time, some of the time, those the cleanest kids you will see. 
probably live in the shittiest situations. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, your mom goes out her way to make sure you got on these goddamn Jordans that mm-hmm. she can barely afford, that she got from her abusive-ass boyfriend or some random-ass way how she got this money. And, yeah, I just feel like that was their way to shield them from other kids. Because kids are mean. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, kids, kids are, are fucking mean. Yeah. You know, parents, stop teaching your kids to be mean. You know, kids are mean. And when I got to school, I was talked about from head to toe. Yeah. Head to toe. And I'm just like, damn, yeah. why are y'all being so mean to me? Like, like, how are you going to fault me for what I'm wearing? Yeah, you know, I didn't spend the money. I didn't mm-hmm. choose it. You know, and granted, I'm not saying fault my mother. But, you know, granted, I'm not saying fault my mother. But then again, we don't know what situation she's in. Does she really have $200 for these damn Jordans? Right. And it's, that's the thing, too, is like a lot of parents, they'll break their necks for their kids. Because, again, kids are mean. And they know that the children are like in bad situations. But see, then you're showing your kids that you're slaves to the brands. Yeah. You'll do anything. It's about validation, bro. Exactly. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. Even now, as an adult, it's like about validation. What do people look at it? Like, well, they have a saying yeah. they they called keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But so also, if you look at it, you can also look at it in a um, making an investment situation. Yeah. Certain people that you do business with, they will judge you by your watch, you know what I'm saying, like the name brands that you wear, mm-hmm. then that's how they assess what, how they value you. Unfortunately, that's that's the truth, you know, See, so that, that's a you can shit. play the game, you know it's just some, well, you yeah. know it's just a watch, you know it's just clothes, you know it's just Supreme, bro. Like, literally, mean like, nothing. literally buying something that's name brand, taking it back the next day after you go from, come from a party, it, that's why it's a thing. But then, then you don't yeah. want to do business with that person, because I'll bring somebody in here right now, mm-hmm. This an accountant, and you think they wearing four thousand dollars clothes, but the way oh, yeah. they dress, they clean it in this. You like, yeah, damn, this nigga cold. Oh yeah, yeah. like no, like someone actually made a point. Like guys like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, yeah, they walk down the street just regular. You wouldn't know they may have billions of dollars. You wouldn't mm-hmm. know if they that they own companies. Because that stuff doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Like they can get that stuff. Yeah, they felt like it, but they're like, look, I'm just gonna wear these. Yeah, even with them being in the technology field, most yeah. people, if they're rich, they don't care about all that. They just want to sell it to what? make that money. Because you got people that's, you know, you know, iPhone crazy now. Like, yeah. oh, I gotta get. And they have no money whatsoever. They, but they got still like the iPhone five, iPhone six, and I'm just. They're gonna yeah. that, that mentality is I'm just gonna keep this until it wears out. Then finally update <laughs> or upgrade when this actually you know, right. right now. Yeah. See, but then we don't. But see, we can't. I don't think we can say that 100 percent because then everybody has luxuries they like to buy. Of course, there you, you know, go. You know whether whether you get your check and you like I'm gonna go buy a new watch because I'm a watch guy. You know, exactly. we don't know what Mark and what Bill likes to buy. Bill, for all you know, might like to spend all his money on books. <laughs> yeah. I am a book loving man. Books are great, but that might be his splurge and his luxury that he likes yeah. to spend all his money on. And granted, he can get something out of those books versus going to buy a nice pair of jeans or something, but mm-hmm. I don't think we can fault our people for having a preference. So, I kind of want to bring it back to around the media, though. So, like, throughout, like, TV shows, movies, and things of that nature, um, Disney movies especially, we always see, like, a lot of gender roles. You know what I mean? Like, again, I know, like, we talked about this on the Night Shift Bandits podcast. Um, check that out, like geek stuff, by the way. Um, we always talk about, like, you know, Disney, like, one of our guys, Thomas, he doesn't like Disney movies because it doesn't portray real life accurately. Like, you always got the prince coming in, saving the girl, and you can make the argument that's teaching our children that, oh, the man always supposed to save the woman, 
and the woman's always supposed to be the damsel in distress. See, but then that's also you as a parent, takes it back to a parent. Yeah. You know, you need to teach your kids reality and what's fake. You yeah, because right, they can watch it, but then after that, they actually elaborate on, like, say, you know, this is a fairy tale thing versus right. real life. Real yeah. life, this wouldn't happen. Right. Yeah. I don't really care for parents to blame. <coughs> like, I like to play video games. Right. You know, and it drives me wild when parents are like, it's the games killing our kids. And I'm right. like, fuck you, fuck that. I've been playing video games since I was a kid. Now, granted, my mom didn't want me playing certain video games, and it makes perfect sense why she didn't want me playing fucking Grand Theft Auto 3 at mm. 10, you know? Because when I learned how to really play the game, I'm like, oh, I can go get a BJ and get hookers and kill them? <laughs> yes, you don't need to be playing at 10, but then that goes back to the parents, you know? Yeah. We always want to blame somebody else, the outside source. When do the adults take the credit for that? I mean, is that how you teach your kids, Paul? Like, is that like, if they playing like Mortal Kombat, you gotta teach your daughter and son, like, hey, don't cut people's heads off. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. I mean, but this like, is a game. You know what? Yeah. Everybody always has a plan before they have kids. And I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm not gonna let my son play this. My, my son's playing Fortnite right now, shooting people up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, once you get to that, it's, you know, you're looking yeah. at your son and you don't wanna be that person that's just like always bossy and stuff like that. So what I'm saying is, it's a different story when it actually happens. Yeah. But then you've got so, moderation. I also feel like there comes a, there comes a point where there's moderation in it. Or medium. Yeah. Um, like if you just locked in on Fortnite killing people for twenty four hours a day, seven days out of the week. Yeah, yeah. His son might be a little loony yeah. come time when he's You gotta adult. not reward that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, so you can't reward like it has to be like in moderation. Like yeah, you know, I grew up off Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, when I was younger. Me and my dad that's like me, like me, my dad, my brother's bonding game, because that's what we grew up of. Um and even then, like, I knew not to copy what they did in the game. I knew to do it in moderation. I knew, like, okay, let's play the game for, like, an hour. Let's go do some homework. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just go do other things besides be on the game for eight hours a day. And then, you know, wasting your time, not learning nothing. And then, next thing you know, I'm doing bad in school. There's a reason why my parents put in the uh, rule that, hey, during the weekday, right. no games. Right. Friday through Sunday, you're good. Right. As long as you get your homework done, you got homework. Your mom did the same yeah, thing. Sir. Yeah. But yeah, no. As far as the media goes, no, I, I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna blame the media for being media. Yeah. Right. You know, because they're gonna do them regardless. I'm gonna blame the parents for allowing your kids to watch that. You know, if your kids yeah. grew up watching Teen Moms and thought this was cool, and yeah. she was gonna get pregnant and be on Teen Moms next, then you're a jackass for letting your daughter believe that. I think you just need to have that conversation, mm-hmm. like communication. Right. Communication. And like, okay, if you are watching Teen Moms, you know, talk to your daughter. I tell her not watch you in this situation. It goes back to shielding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or something that my uh, my father used to do. He used to have us watch movies with themes or like morals. (laughs) I would say. (laughs) 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 What did you learn? There you go, bro. Watch this damn movie. That's what make you so elaborate. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, so I'd be like, all right, now I gotta watch this movie. Actually, say I learned something. Versus saying, I'm just saying I'm getting shot. Like, Yo, what did you really learn when you watched Boys in the Hood? I'm being honest. Like, yeah. when I watched Boys in the Hood, I ask people all the time. You know, because I like to believe that I look at things a little differently. Like, a lot of people see Boys in the Hood and they're like, oh, it was a really sad movie. And I'm just like, why did you think it was sad? Oh, they right, killed Ricky. He wanted to play football. And I'm like, I didn't really feel that way that it was sad. I felt like it was teaching me something that there are people that, one, are not heard. Mm-hmm. You know, two, there are people that have different stories, different situations. Yeah. Three, 
You know what I'm saying? Um, it was something else I felt about that movie. But you can learn different things when you actually yeah. have those conversations with your kids. Again, it goes back to shielding your kids. Because everyone has different type of interpretation of how they, you know, learn. True. Yeah. But that's when we, again, we can't shield our kids all the It's like going to, like, an art gallery, right? So when you look at a picture, everyone has mm-hmm. different interpretations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Picture. Um, so, like, different again, perspective. Right. So, again, pop up the name. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, I'm sorry. I, when someone says perspective, I'm like, ah, that's the thing about the podcast. So, yes, sir. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> look. But anyway, but like, because I'm watching the show right now, like when I'm watching Lovecraft Country, I'm, I'm, talking, to, I'm talking about it to my friends. The people who watch this, I ask them about this one episode or this other episode and just get their different interpretation. I mean, I like doing that with media in general, like movies, TV shows, because everyone gets something different from like, a Marvel movie, mm-hmm. or a DC movie, or like the latest Christopher Nolan movie, things of that nature. Sure. I had to realize growing up, you know, looking within myself. Yeah. When I used to watch movies uh-huh. back then, yeah. I used to watch it like say, especially if it's like a karate movie, action movie, or something yeah. like that. I find myself a perfect example: Dragon Ball. Yeah. You know how the dialogue. Had, it extends on that. I'm to the, I, back then, I was to the point I just fast forward till I get to the action. Yeah. But and then when people ask me how it was, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's good. It's good. But the yeah. thing about it is, I never knew the whole story to a lot of movies. Right. Because yeah. back then, my attention span was so short. Right. But well, now, like, I can watch movies and analyze the whole thing. And yeah, even exactly. when I watch older movies, I'd be like, oh, I didn't realize that when I was young. Like, Citizen Kane is, like, one of my favorite movies. It's an older movie, too. I'm talking black and white. And, like, the whole point of that movie is, like, you know, at least what I got from it was, like, you know, be a kind of person. Be cool. what, what, what was that for? What was that for? Oh, that was Okay, all right, all right. But anyway, like, to me, that movie taught me, like, you know, accept people who are, like, you know, be kind of people because we don't have much time left on this earth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, you're on deathbed, saying Rosebud, thinking about one of the sweetest things from your childhood. I won't spoil what it is. You know, Family Guy did it already. But, uh, you know, it's, a, it's like an old movie. Whatever. But, anywho, um, I just feel like when it comes to media, just in general, it can teach us a lot, but we have to do it in moderation. Like, I tell people all the time, look, the reason why I don't know left, my left hand from my right hand, because of a PlayStation controller. Right. I learned a lot of stuff from the Magic School Bus. True. There you go. Like. But that's when you have the challenge. There was substance with that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's, there can be substance in a lot of things. That's when you have to, again, going back to parenting, you yeah. have to challenge your kids to make them into critical thinkers. Prime example, music today. Hmm. Music today. Music today can be very violent, very gruesome, all that stuff, all that stuff. But even when you go back and listen to old music back in the day, it's not too different. You know, because I was singing a Snoop Dogg song to me and be like, damn, why do I know these lyrics? And yeah, I bust capping your ass. You know, but I sing a song today and you might say bust capping your ass, but it's something along the lines. And a lot of people are just like, oh, how can you listen to this all all day and Mm -hmm. not feel some type of way about it? And something I had to learn that Everything has, everything is living has a form of energy. Music has yeah. an energy. I don't look at everything that's being said in that song and take it literally. You know, I might dissect it and apply maybe three verses to me. You know, I might really feel what that rapper was saying about him losing his friend. Granted, I didn't lose my friend getting shot in the drive-by, but I feel where you're coming from, my dude. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We all have a story. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. We have to teach our kids to challenge things and look at things differently instead of taking things for what they are. You know, exactly. when I watch the news, I'll flip all of them, all three of the channels. And I know they all yeah. say the same damn thing. Yeah. But I want to see what you're saying, what you're saying, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, just so I can make my own decision and be like, well, this is what y'all niggas need to be saying. Yeah, and I find out, like, and this is Apple Music right now. And it's actually working out pretty well to me, in my opinion. balanced. I don't get too much into it, but it's called Brown News, where mm-hmm. they literally, like, collect all the news stories, like, from everybody. It'll be the same subject, but they'll collect it from everybody. So that way you can actually get, like, a balanced opinion and see what everybody is saying. Right. So I'm mean, definitely, like, all about, like, just, uh, how can I say this? Just kind of reiterate to yourself what like what reality is mm-hmm. and how things really are from what media tells us. Because again, law and order is not is not real life. Like law and order is not real life. Hell, I'll go ahead and say it. Maury in some cases is not real life. For some people. But that that comes back to people making sure that you don't get lost in the sauce. Exactly. You know, you have to challenge those things. When I used to watch Maury and Jerry Springer as a kid, I never thought that shit was real. Yeah. Never. never. Then I got older and found out that Jerry was a fucking politician. Uh, Yeah. Yes, he was a politician. He went to college. He went to a prestigious college. Yep. He has a law. He has a law degree. Yep. And, he, and his excuse for doing all that was because my parents wanted me to. He's like, I always wanted to be in TV. And I'm like, this is what you do? <laughs> but, <laughs> but he understood money. perspective. He's like, I'm going to sell you this because I think this is cool. But in reality, I know what needs to be done. Yeah. What's going to secure the bag? What's going to handle my business? Because if Jerry Springer wants to disappear, you know, if Jerry Springer didn't go on as long as it lasts, he would have been fine. Yeah. He had his law degree. He could have been a politician. He could do whatever he wanted to. But he was like, nah, I want to do some funny shit. And make yeah. people weirdos all day, and let the world laugh at it. And then somehow people that had no life just got wrapped up in it. Was like, this shit's real. He's dating a midget, and she loves a donkey. And it's just like, come on, bro. Where have you ever seen this from? Like, this is not real. <laughs> yeah. All right. So for our last and final point here, it's about double standards, right? So are men taught to value relationships as much as women? No. No, I don't think so either, bro. Yeah, I was saying generally, nah. No. And I only say that again coming from, you know, Men talk to get the draws. That's yeah. very true. But not coming from a formal cheater and someone that got, you know, that got cheated on. Yeah. You know, I had to look at all my other brothers and I'm like, man, niggas be dumping these women off to the left soon as you act up. But women, I know lots of women, they, they dudes ain't shit. Yeah. Still coming home, I'm like, damn. Yeah. What is he doing? You steady in love with her? Like, it's like talking, so to, talking to like a lot of my female friends and even like with women at work. Because a lot of my jobs have been in like women-dominated environments mm-hmm. and hearing their conversations because they don't care if I'm just the only guy around. They don't, they'll tell everything. Like you hear about like all these guys just like not valuing them. And I'm talking like just doing them dirty. Right. Straight up dirty. Like cheating behind a back with a best friend. All that kind of stuff. Right. It's like to me in general, like I know, like my mom taught me how to treat women, how to treat relationships, how to be in relationships, even in my dad, my stepmom. Um, but like I know, like out there, you do have parents who just like don't really teach their sons that. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I totally believe that. I'm just. Mm. 
don't know. I don't think men are just like you said. We're, most yeah. of them are taught to get the draws. And yeah. if I could remember any of my younger young men conversations with older adult men, most of them pertain to getting some draws, some yeah. form, some way. Yeah. Shit. Even when I brought yeah. my like my, older guys, they just ready to give you that advice for whatever. Yeah, I don't know. They're always excited, too. Like, why are you so excited for my dick? They're literally, like, curiously through me, like, son, actually, no. Okay, so this was, what, I think, I want to say the before or after my freshman year of high school, I had this summer job, um, and it was kind of grass, but these two guys, they were always, like, dropped the band and whatnot, and those two, they were always, during the summer, they would always look like every woman's booty, every time. So, it was just me and this one dude the other day. And he literally forced me to look at a girl's ass. I literally was like, look, look. I'm like, okay, bro. And then he'd be like, there's something wrong with you if you don't look. Exactly, mm-hmm, pretty much. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, because I was at, on that age, I was just pretty much to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I was interested in women, of course. But, like, I'm not over here just slobbering over every woman that walked past. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they were doing that. Exactly. And they were trying to force me to do that. And it's like, look, that's not my style. Do you think it's a connection between... How they say women mature faster than men. Do you think there's a connection between us having to fit in this narrow and then having our parents think for us? And, you know, like I said, even I do with my son, everything he's saying, I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But with my daughter, I'm allowing her to think for herself. And I'm just like, do you think it's a... Yeah, Do you I, think it's a connection with the maturity? I, I, I think, think it's the values we teach the kids. It's our values and it's like probably like how we were raised too. That's why mm-hmm. I feel like it is. Because like so, you said, like if, you, if you've been taught like your whole life, like, oh, women are smarter than men or women are more mature than men, then like, of course, again, not saying that this is you, mm-hmm. but you may give your daughter room to like think for herself where yeah. the son, you know, you may hit him a little bit more than you normally would your daughter, for example. Right. That's just my opinion. I just had an epiphany. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. just like, I'm no wonder my son a bonehead. Everything I'm on him about. Don't do that. Don't do that. He like, he can't even think for himself. Yeah, it becomes like, uh, like a rat in the maze. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I know I have that issue sometimes with myself where it's like, dang, should I do this? And next thing you know, you get like an anxiety attack, and it's like, damn, no. But it's like I'm, I'm glad you came to that epiphany. <laughs> like, yeah, I just can't do like, it. Like, it's, and it's, yeah. I'm seeing it all over. Like. Right now, and it you know goes to some of your points about yeah. media and stuff like that, like how people are wanting to be uh, validated by mm-hmm. you know I'm seeing it stronger in men. I don't know if you guys it's stronger in men with um, seeking validation on mm-hmm. uh, social media. Like I'm trying to act like I got more money. I'm doing the phone thing with the <laughs> with the stacks of money. I'm trying to show I'm trying to show more what I got to offer and bring to the table. Mm-hmm. All these points are coming together right now for me. As in, it's like it starts with we never had a chance to even think for ourselves. We always had somebody don't do that. Don't this is the way it's supposed to do. And and you know, is you know, I think that women quote unquote mature faster because it's like it's it's a it's a less expectation. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different. It's a different. It's a different growing growing ground. Because mm-hmm. I, I again, my accountant friend, you know, if you meet him to this day, you'll be like, yeah, this nigga might be forty. No, that nigga is an accountant at 26, but he'll let you know. He'll be like, I've been working since 16. Yeah. You know, I've been doing different things on my own since 16. So to do it now at 26, is nothing. And he's successful because he was able to do those things and and not be judged. He still did it, 
and made those mistakes without being judged or he just ignored the judgment. One of the two. Right. Like with my daughter, like I'm not asking her, like I'm not on her like, what are you gonna be? Are you gonna be a doctor, lawyer? I'm on my son about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? My son yeah. just can't say, I'm gonna play basketball. I'm like, hell no. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the the me, not personally me, but I'm just saying the normal person would be like, hell no. Nah. It's only 250 spots in the NBA. You you know, you got to be thinking bigger than that. Yeah. But see, I'm not, my daughter can be whatever she want to be, and I think that there's a connection there. I mean, we have to also try to break that connection of what a man and what a woman is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. again, we live in a new age era, you know. Mm-hmm. You might be like, I believe women should be cooking and cleaning and doing all that. And me personally, I don't. Right. You know, to that's not going to make me like you no more. Nope. I can cook and clean my damn self. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, thank you for doing it. I can do all this my damn self. It's like, you know, what else do you yeah. have? I mean, that, that goes back to how you were raised, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. so So it is a double standard, but again, as parents and adults, we have to realize there's a shift in the culture and amongst all humans, yeah. and yeah. we have to try to fit that shift. You know, we can't just be like, this is this is what you need to do with your life. This yeah. is how you need to grow up. Because that's how our parents and the parents before was taught. Yeah. You know, they were like, yeah. you're going to grow up and be a goddamn policeman. And probably, oh, well, you know, you're I mean, well, yeah, you may want to do something. You may want to be an artist, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, you may want to, like, do construction. You may want to be, like, a bus driver. It takes you know, away from the child. Yeah. Now, I was just going to say, I know a lady right now that I had a conversation with. That she said she was raised where her grandmother told her to not touch any type of garbage, period. Really? So it's like... Mm. What type of problems does she have right now? That's my thing. The first thing that comes to my mind is, if you're single, Uh who's taking out your garbage now? It's like, now you got to wait till someone comes over there? So, if you're dating her, let's say you go over to her house like once a month, she ain't touching that garbage until you come over. Exactly. Exactly. Full of roaches, rats, (laughs) <laughs> but then again, you also have to teach, you know, I don't know, I st- I don't know, maybe I'm a, con- uh, what is it, uh, yeah, oxymoron person, yeah, I was like, but I still believe that men should do certain things, like, yeah. take the trash certain out, things. like, yeah. oh, my girlfriend smell like trash, maybe I got you, sit your ass down, yeah. you know what I'm saying, I'll do the trash, man, that's just one thing I know I won't, right, yeah. she also told me she, she won't do. And she showed me that. <laughs> I ain't taking that trash out. Ah, this motherfucker for months. That's the foundation, bro. That's the foundation. But, but yeah, no, I feel like it's just certain things as men we should be comfortable not allowing yeah. our women to do. Unless but, you get got one of those women who I don't have that one, but that yeah. want to take out the trash and want to change your own oil and that's I, was the well, answer. I still think you should know those things no, that's what I was getting things. to that's yeah. what I was about to get I to teach yeah, my that's my thing I, I don't mind doing these particular things for you but I need to know if you know how to do this just in case I'm not in that particular picture right exactly. that's my that's the importance that I like to bring to the table exactly that's what's up like look I, I get everybody should know how to cook that's just a basic survival skill yeah like I'm not like Depending on my lady to cook, because I, I like taking turns, I like cooking anyway. But I'm sorry, I will, I'm not gonna lie, I will look at her a bit sideways if you tell me, yo, I can't even cook rice. Or tell her I can't cook rice. Like, can't cook rice? <laughs> I can't get it perfect. I mean, I can hey, get mine perfect. Still living? But look, it's still rice. <laughs> it's still rice. It? I'm talking like if you burn the rice. No, no, like, it's, just, it's, it's not grains, it's mushy. I don't want the mushy yeah. shit. I want rice. I want a mashed potato, I mean, mashed potatoes. Well, I mean, I just... No, I was just about to say, 
perfect example when it comes to rice. <laughs> like the way that I cook it versus versus the way my ex cooked shit. Like she had a problem with it at first because you know, yeah. like the measurement of it. I was yeah. t- the way that I was taught. Mm-hmm. If you have a cup of rice, it's supposed to be two double that amount of, of water in there. Right. To yeah. boil right. your method. Right. Right, her so method. Is, right, her method is to just to uh, put as much water in there as possible, <laughs> and eyeball it to see if it's mushy or not. If it's not mushy, or if it's just right, then you pour the rest of the, uh, the water out. That works too. Does the rice come out perfect? Does it come out good? Her rice comes out mushy. Come on, man. That's what I'm saying. But my rice comes out perfect, where it's not sticking or anything to the plot. But but then she still that's but she still but that's what I'm saying. She still judged me to why you still measuring out. Just pour the water in there. But then once she starts seeing how perfect my rice comes out, oh now she don't have no problem with it. Now there's no you problem. You put the rice for the house now? Exactly. There you well, go. She finessed you. Right. You do like how they do it. <laughs> <laughs> she finessed you, bro. She cooked the rice mushy on purpose. But I mean, that's why I'm teaching my daughter things like this, brother. But, but, but that creates good teamwork. Because I mean, yeah. I can't make perfect rice. I'll make the whole dinner and be like, baby. Trying to make the rice. Can you make the rice? Right. <laughs> well, I got the chicken. I'll put it in the oven. Rice, please. Perfect rice, please. Yeah. <laughs> I respect that, though, bro. But no, shout out to, like, just, just learn how to cook, please. No, that goes for everybody. Just learn basic human Yeah. So each us all, Cook, man. clean, take the garbage out, mop. Learn how to make some money, man. Yeah, yeah maybe how to make some money. Then you can pay somebody to cook. Get that cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. No, yeah. but, like, shout out to my grandma, because, like, my stepmom told me as soon as she moved out, my grandma just got like a, a maid to just come in and clean every day. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm done cleaning my daughters out the house. She found okay. Get the money. <laughs> I, I got a got question. That money. Yeah, what's up? Back to what I said before. What do you yeah. all think of when it comes to the phrase earning your keep in a household? What does that mm. mean to you? I would say like, you know, paying like your, um, whether it's half or 25%, just paying, just like contributing to the household. Contributing to the household. Yeah. Okay. Like, for instance, again, with my parents, I'm probably just putting my business out there. When I move back in with them, you know, I have to pay a couple bills, pay the guy to cut the grass, you know, put money towards groceries. Okay, since you saying pay particular things, do you think there's a way to earn your keep without money? Without money? Yeah, by doing yeah. like little things around the house. Take out the garbage, cut the grass. Okay. Um, again, help my dad. A lot of people don't think that. Don't think about when it comes to earning your keep. That's all they think about is, oh, what can I pay? Right. Or if they don't have any money, I don't know what to do in order to contribute. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I think that's, like, the ultimate. For a lot of people, that's, like, the ultimate thing is money. Because it's like, oh, you can do whatever you want. But, again, like, for example, my dad just came out of service, right? So I'm over here helping him cook, over here taking care of him just around. Like, even though I'm, like... I work nice, so even though I'm asleep during the day, I still tell them, like, yo, if you need anything, wake me up out of my sleep, call me on my phone, so I can just help you out. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Paint the wall. That makes you valuable, bro. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, me personally, I've been married period. nine and a half years. My wife has worked out of those nine and a half years five months. Five months, <laughs> bro. Good. Five months, bro. You're doing your thing. But, you know, um, I place her value on things that I would have paid somebody else to do. Like, yeah. she keeps the house clean. She takes care of my kids. Um, let's say, like, just just the random most, like, she take care of me. Yeah. Stuff that I would pay somebody a lot of money to do. 
Now, I, I'm just not realizing this, like, in the last couple of years. Because yeah. I was fussing the whole time. Like, man, you got degrees. Like, you know, but she brings a lot to the table, and I'm appreciative of her now. You know what I'm saying? Like, to that table, we've been talking about bringing things to the table. Yeah. So it's just like, and, you know, she's been a person that I can talk to, you know, that yeah. ain't nobody else going to listen to me talk about these things. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, 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 value yeah. is things that you can exchange for money. So yeah. I would be paying somebody else to do those things out of my money anyway. So it's almost discounted, to tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I yeah. Do. I do place value in my girl's companionship. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I value that a lot only because it's like, again, I can do all those other things myself. Mm-hmm. I don't care about your degree. My girlfriend has a degree. I don't exactly. care about your degree. What is well, Your degree don't do me no good. If we broke up tomorrow, that degree is going to go with you. That companionship is what I'm going to, I'm going to feel for. I'm like, damn. I don't, yeah. know how to, I don't have nobody to have that she got your back. conversation with some depth. And granted, I got a phone full of females, males, anybody can call, but it's not going to be the same type of energy yeah. exchange. Yeah, because you have a certain relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like you know, let's 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 just end it like on this. So, like, what are y'all final words like towards the guys out there? Towards Man. the guys. Like, yeah, if you want to give a guy like any advice, on, like how to just be better in general. Know yourself. Um, know yourself. Know what you know what you want. Don't compare yourself to other people mm-hmm. and what they want. Yeah. And don't feel inferior um, when you don't have what somebody else have because they don't want what you want. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. This is again. This comes from me. I've uh, been with my girl eleven years. Um. You're still walking around. I didn't know y'all was together for that. This is the sauce. This is the to the sauce. Um, uh, listening, you know, I'm not the same young man I was when I was 21, 16, 25. Um, I'm big on reflection. Like, like, and when I say listening, I don't mean just like she want me to take the trash out. Like, I'm understanding where she's coming from and why she feels that way. Right. So we don't have to have this conversation again. And even if we do. We can have this conversation in a different light and with a different type of tone. Because mm-hmm. some conversations I have had to repeat with my girlfriend, we've had repeated conversations, but they weren't the same as they were the first time. The first time, I probably was like yelling, arguing, door slammed. Now it's just like, hey, baby, let me holler at you real quick. Yeah. You know, so just very, a lot of reflecting, listening, and just being understanding. You know, that that's something that even to this day I'm still working on because I could get, st- you know, as men, we like what we like, we want what we want. And we can get stuck in our ways. And yeah. To this day, I still have my moments, but because I go sit and reflect, I can come back and be like, "All right, I was tweaking. Right. Let's have yeah. a real conversation and let's get back on the the road." Get driving. back on track. Yeah. Um, my end, I want to say communication is key. Yeah. When it comes to any type of relationship that you have in life, mm-hmm. that's highly important. And also. Uh, Just, uh, just the value in yourself, you know. Yeah. Make sure you know that how important you are in that other person's life, or just anybody in general, too. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just that couple of things. Um, definitely believe in yourself, have that confidence, because you know, I mean, just talking from a man's perspectives, you know, your social, your um, so, they'll come and go. Your girlfriend will come and go. 
a lot of people in your life will come and go. But keep that confidence in yourself, work on yourself, work out, get your money, build yourself up, and you'll find like new allies along the way. And you know, you definitely are gonna find like that one lady or man, wherever you're into, who will stay by you. Um, also, you know, just uh, learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. analyze yourself. Um, you know, if you cheat, if if you just got fired from a job, you know what I'm saying? Analyze yourself, look within yourself and fix yourself. Like, don't beat yourself down too much, but just like, you know, learn from that, move forward and do better. Like, I've seen a lot of men who had shitty past and they learn, analyze themselves, and became better men today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So definitely do that. And, you know, whatever whatever happens, I know bad habits die hard, but whatever happens, try to be better every single day. And definitely empathy. That's empathy. something I just had. Yeah. <laughs> just had to start learning. You know, I listen to something that cut your ass a new asshole. And Custom I care. service. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> empathy is a big one. Yeah, yeah. Part. men are not empathetic some days. We ain't trying to get There are some days, I'm glad I got a job I got, because some days I'm like, look, I got to talk to nobody. I'm not in the mood today. Yes. Also, men and women need to realize when in a relationship, once you get that person, yeah, don't get too relaxed. Yeah. As in to Keep say, going. oh, well, oh, I got it now. I don't have to do anything else. Yeah. No, the same thing, same energy that you get in order to get her yeah. you need to continue that energy. it needs to be consistent consistency on it. I call that I call that back to the basics yeah you know I always tell my, basic it is basic but yeah. like you said the same energy when you was going on dates and you was mm-hmm. doing this and doing that I call it get back to the basics because yes. your significant other will oh Dave Chappelle wrap it up I got it your no, significant I other will analyze that but anyway um, yeah, I'm sorry I forgot to ask something did y'all have anything y'all want to promote Anything? Little Lil has a new podcast coming out with my great co-host Don Falione. It's called Colored People. Look for that soon. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Y'all got any like anything? My daughter's bracelet line, Mercury. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. What's yeah, called Mercury? Um, the Facebook page is coming going up, and the Instagram page is going up. We're working on the website. Okay. It's just called Mercury. Cool. Mercury bracelets. Lil, did you have, did you did y'all have a uh, page or something? Or are y'all working on that? I'm still working on it. Gotcha. Okay. And did you ever get that? Uh, mine is my internet TV service, which... Uh, Fire. <laughs> so yeah. A couple of people already know about. Okay, know. okay. Where can they sign up or find you? Uh, they can actually find me through my actual number right now. You know, right now I don't have no website. I do okay. have people working okay. on it. Gotcha. So, okay, okay. Cool, yeah. cool. So definitely, like, you know, we'll talk and you know, we'll help you out with that. Put the link um, up. Put the link yeah. up, you know what I'm saying? Um, for me, obviously, y'all, if y'all listen already, y'all already know, Perspective Discussions, Love Life Relationships, definitely follow us on Facebook at Perspective Discussions, same on Instagram and Twitter, um, we're of course on all, uh, platforms where you listen to your podcast, again, as mentioned before, if y'all into like the geek side of things, movies, TV show, craziness, if you want to listen to me make a remix of WAP. That was the last episode. Um, <laughs> definitely follow the Night Shift Bandits podcast. Again, Instagram and Facebook. Definitely check us out. I just want to thank my guys for coming through today. And everybody have a good night. Dang, I'm not going to say bye, y'all rude. Oh, hey. Peace out. Peace. Good luck. <laughs>